Welcome back to the Twilight Terrors. We're your hosts, Julia and Lakin. And in this episode, we are going to be covering a case with a deadly duo of brothers. So this is a case that we've been wanting to do for a very long time, mm-hmm. and we're very versed in this case, and we have done a ton of research, and Julia actually more recently got yes very interested in this case, and she- I was hooked. Yeah, and was doing days- of research. I, it just really drew me in. Um, there's a lot to this case. There's a lot of people that kind of get pulled in and involved. So there's a lot to do research on. Um, so I think we'll just kind of jump right in. So I think the most important part in this case is the fact that these two were never identified or found. No. Um, people had seen them. They knew that it was too males and everyone has just kind of jumped to the conclusion that they were brothers and if they weren't brothers they had that bond there was a very close bond because they traveled around the world together they would run to different states they would Mm -hmm. run to different countries so they seemed very close yes agreed so they it is assumed that they started killing when they were pretty young the first being around 17 years old and then the older brother or friend was um around 23 five ish something around there um but yeah they like lakin said they traveled all over the world um and it's kind of hard because there's so many like people that have been brought into this case that have been connected to them like it's it's just hard because they think that people know who they are and then when you talk to them it's like they have no idea it's like they just vanished like no one knows they've not they've left a paper no paper trail. no like, exactly nothing and it's weird because the amount of people that were killed it's you'd think there would have to be something. something and then it's almost like some of the murders like were the people were just out in the street yeah like some things were just in the open and it, it seems like the the MO of the killings almost, like, changed a bit. Like, there'd be some yes. scenes that were, like, really, really gruesome. And then there'd be other crime scenes that were just, like, you, you almost wouldn't even think that the person was dead. So, it's, that's also, I think, maybe after doing my research, that's where I'm, like, maybe this, that's where they're not linking these cases together because the mo is so different and that's very true it's very hard for investigators because normally with a serial killer there's they have their thing yes and they always have a pattern and here there is a pattern and then there's not a pattern or it's completely random yeah so i think it is it's very hard all of the like all of the killings are just random there's no like certain gender there's no no certain age there's i mean there's like a 15 year old girl dead and there's a 72 year old man dead like there's no correlation to anything and that's why for years and years cops didn't even associate these cases together like it it was almost like i mean the locations were so spread out like there's nothing to link these two to these cases no and also this happened not in present day, so mm-hmm. there's not a ton of DNA testing. Right. Like, once again, I know we always go back to the DNA testing, yeah. <laughs> but there yeah. wasn't. I mean... It's a big factor in crime yeah. today. I yeah. mean, without DNA, like, a lot of the killers that are caught wouldn't be caught. So, it's, I mean, not having that plays another huge role into why they were never caught. So, 
um, I think we just kind of want to go in and like talk about questions we have and then kind of our favorite parts of the case. So I think that I'm just going to like ask Lakin the questions that I have because she's been following this case a lot longer than I have. I've just kind of recently discovered it. So my first question would be like, why does everyone think that they're brothers? Because that's where I kind of get lost. Yeah. And it is confusing because there's no like definitive answer. But in this case, we previously talked about that bond. Mm -hmm. They were extremely close and not that you have to be blood related, but something about just being so close and literally defending and being there with that other person and also some victims that survived actually heard um one of them say hello brother which is like the other one would enter creepy thing to say could you imagine no like you're already being attacked and then someone else walks in and then hello brother like seriously that's what you hear hello brother okay i don't know if that's like a myth but I'd be creeped yeah. out. The second question I have um, would be, where did the killings, like, actually start? So, a lot of um, the first killings took place in Covington, Georgia. Okay. Actually, which is a, um, it's a smaller town in Georgia. Yeah. Um, and that was the first documented case that okay. took place. Okay. Um. I guess really the last thing that I want to talk about is when did most of the killings take place? Because there was so many that I feel like it's kind of all over the place. So when was like their main kind of like era? So in the 1920s is when... Okay, that's kind of what I saw when I was researching, but I wasn't totally sure. No, so the 1920s was a huge time for them to... They went on a massive killing spree. Interesting. Some people actually called... Um, one of the brothers, a ripper. Like, Jack the Ripper? Like, is it, like, that type of stuff where it's just, like... It's, like, crazy. Okay. Literally just a full-on killing spree, almost. And he actually... This is very gruesome, I'm very sorry, but he would cut the heads off. Okay. And then put them back on the body. Okay. So that's a lot. (laughs) I... there's just it's hard to even do research on this case because it's like a lot of it is just speculation so the fact that like i'm hearing that you kind of saw the same things that i have is just i don't know yeah i don't know it's crazy because and once we like we were talking like this did not happen anywhere near present day today so yeah the the dna and the investigations like everything's so delayed and behind that they were just they were in a different state by the time like the cops from one city would even yeah you know start questioning anything yeah and i think it's also like fair to point out that this case has never been reopened because the killing started so early like these two aren't even like alive anymore and if they are they're too old to be killing so it's just it's hard to say like what could have happened had this taken place modern day but it didn't so that's why that's why this case just intrigues me so much because there's so many what ifs you know exactly i mean yes no i have so many questions about every like scenario yeah because there is there's so many what ifs like what if what someone else was there what if there was a cop that was like i don't know one person they thought was dead I do want to talk about one rumor, and I okay. want to know if you've heard about okay. this. 
But so it's rumored that when they were killing in Covington, when they first started, that the cop and the, like the sheriff of that town actually knew who they were and what they were doing. And she covered it up. No, um, I... Because if that's true, that's crazy. I think that is accurate, if I'm being honest. I... I mean, I honestly wouldn't doubt it. Someone had to know who they were. How would they get away with it for so long and stay in Covington, Georgia? Right. Now, I also heard that one of the brothers actually Mm -hmm. killed their father. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. So... I mean, honestly, with the psycho as they seem from the stories I've read, I wouldn't doubt it. No. I would not doubt it. So, but I think, I think, so the rabbit hole that I went down is, and this is my theory, was that in that town, when they first started killing, they were able to get away with it because they knew people in that town and people knew them. And they knew that they were not to be messed with, and everyone just covered it, it up. It was like they were a part of a higher society. Yes. Like, and they were friends with the right people. Mm-hmm. They were classy. They were wealthy. They, like, they fit the description. And, and they I were feel just like, a part of... I feel like if they are able to, like, get this many people to come to them and get to a place where, like, they could be killed, not in, like, a super public place would be that they have to have some sort of, like, charm. Exactly. It's almost like almost like a Ted a Bundy little, type of, like... Or, like, a little smirk or something. Right. I mean, they had to have something that would, like, lure people in, you know? Because, and we saw this with the Ted Bundy case. So mm-hmm. many people didn't want to believe he was a serial killer right. because he didn't look like a serial killer. Right, like, they just had that look of, like, the era they were in that everyone's like, exactly. oh my gosh. Like, girls were going to the trial because they thought Ted Bundy was attractive. It's insane. It's crazy because they didn't have a quote-unquote serial killer look. And I'm wondering if that's what happened at this time because especially in the 1920s, you're not thinking of a higher society person being a serial killer when in reality we know that's not the case, but that's what they were thinking at the time. Like you had to be involved with bad things or like to be a serial killer. I don't know. They were just, it was a different thought process back then. Yeah, I agree. And I think the last really, like, main key thing that I wanted to talk with you about was something that I had heard, and it was kind of, like, later on in their lifetimes of killing was that they actually fought over a girl. And at the end of the day, one the older brother won the girl, I guess you could say, quote-unquote, won the girl. And they ended up kind of, like, recruiting her to kill with them which is like are you dating her because you actually like her or are you dating someone just to recruit them to kill like it's it's so bizarre i it is very crazy and i i heard pretty much that same thing i don't necessarily know if they fully recruited her i don't even know the right word to use that's why i'm like no i but they definitely did fight over a girl and in so many cases like love does crazy things and i yeah the love triangle drives people to do crazy things the good old love triangle like it makes you wonder like do you think that they're killing for love you know and i don't i don't know yeah i don't know how to answer that i just wish that like we could just go somewhere and just ask them a question like i just 
that's what I want. I know. I want I want the answers. Me too. So bad. I need all of the answers because there's so many questions. There's so many unanswered so many questions. Things, yeah. And so many things don't add up as they do in a normal or not normal, but I mean no the, feelings yeah. are normal. Yeah. Like I know what you mean. Case. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's definitely interesting and I think that's why we wanted to talk about it because it I mean it almost just doesn't even seem real. No, it it doesn't seem real. And why are we even saying stuff like this? It's because documentation has shown that these attacks don't even look like they're done by yes. humans, which yes. is even crazier. I mean, who knows what went on back in the day? You don't know. No, we have no idea. And there's no way for us to just transport back in time to see mm-hmm. what's going on. Unfortunately, maybe with the way technology keeps going, <laughs> we can but, I mean, yeah, who knows? I think it's an interesting concept. I mean, if anything, what do you think it would have been? Like, just for fun. You know, to be honest, it just sounds so weird because... But there were there were cases of there were bites on the neck. So you're thinking vampire. <laughs> oh, I, I would say. I would say it's the most accurate you know what it's almost sounding like to me what one of my favorite shows on hbo max the vampire diaries perhaps oh my god what do you know (laughs) april fools (laughs) guys we just want to do this episode for fun we (laughs) we both very much love the vampire diaries i didn't get into it until this year and she's a late bloomer, but it's okay. She fi- she's finally there. <laughs> um, we are a sucker for vampire shows. Like, we did this case on the Vampire Diaries, but our one favorite, just true love for the vampire era is Twilight. I will throw that out yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we just want to do this. We thought it'd be fun. Something a little different. Yeah. And when kind we of- first started this podcast... Within the first week, we had this episode planned yeah. out. We're like, we have to do For it. For an April Fool's episode, we wanted to just, like, trick everyone and do... <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the Absolutely. The brothers. So, we hope you enjoyed something a little bit different, and um, we will talk to you guys soon.